Hey y'all, this is episode 160 of the Late Night Vision Show. We've got a jam-packed show, and it is all about a brand new scope that just came out. And to help me introduce the scope and help to introduce the show, the owner of Outdoor Legacy, Mr. Jason Robertson. What's going on? I hope you're having a, a good week. Hope you had a good weekend. And this weekend Absolutely. is Memorial yes, Day sir. weekend. That's so, right. Yeah. Yeah, my... My wife said, uh, are you going to take off on Memorial Day? <laughs> I was like, well, I hope. I didn't yeah. know we were having Memorial Day. I didn't know when it was, but yeah. I said, uh, we'll try to. So yeah, I yeah. uh, had a had a great week, um, great weekend. Just lots and lots of rain here. Um, I'm scared to complain about it because I know when it shuts off, uh, we'll probably go into a drought for the summer. But I think yeah. uh, the, the the local count, and there's people that have had a lot more than this, but I think it's about 28 inches in 30 days. And Gosh. it just seems to rain every day. And I'll be honest, Hans, I think you've had more than me. Um, yeah. I am. Yeah. I mean, you've, you have had some floods that I know we missed and there hasn't been many days that we've got rain that you haven't. I, I do think you've had more than that, but I've got several uh, accounts of 28 inches in 30 days. I mean, there's people that are that are well into the 30s, like way more than we've got. But it's crazy. So yeah, I'm I'm ready to to see some some sunshine and and be able to get yeah. out there and kill some hogs without my rubber boots. That's right. Well, the one good note is we are getting to test a lot of thermal optics in some really bad conditions out in the. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it is. Uh, right now we're recording this at the end of May of 2021. So we are in our rainy season. We are in our humid season. You go outside and it's getting sticky at night. Um, pretty much the worst conditions for thermal hunting just because it affects yeah, the, rain the every day. No yeah, sun. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, creates a lot of moisture in the air, which if you thermal hunt a lot, or if you, this you're new, if you're new to thermal, um, humidity, uh, mount, uh, um, uh, high dew point. I almost said mountain dew. Mountain dew. <laughs> mountain dew is dew bad point. for thermal. Yeah. <laughs> dew, dew point. I go out with buddies and hunt now, and if the thermal image looks kind of crappy, they'll say, "Whoop, that dew point must be up." You know, must be yeah. high. And instead of saying that the humidity is high, they always say dew point now. A little That's, jab at us in the show, yeah. but yeah. uh yeah. So we're testing these. uh thermal optics right now in the worst conditions possible, which is good because we need to see uh, a good balance of, of everything. We are going to get into the hot, dry season eventually. I, well, I don't know. East Texas is not very dry, but uh, as you know. Um, it can be. <laughs> yeah, it can be. It can be. But tonight, or today, I guess we're recording this tonight, but uh, we are going to be doing our full review. So we got an, uh, another thermal scope review for you. This is the Pulsar Thermion 2 XP50. So there's, there's been a lot of confusion, Jason. I'll, I'll let you, if you want to address or talk about it later on. Um, as always, we're going to go through the specs and uh, we're going to do our walk around the scope, the functionality, uh, you know, ID ranges, anything that you can have questions about, hopefully we'll answer in this show. Um, if not, if you're interested in purchasing the scope, if you've got questions and you want to purchase the scope, uh, you can find us over at OutdoorLegacyGear.com. You can always call us at 877-350-1818. Uh, we will help you decide on this scope. If the Thermion 2 XP50 is the right scope for you, um, we'll, uh, we'll let you know if uh, if we feel like it is or if something else is a better fit. But you can give us a call if you're definitely looking forward or looking into getting something. Um, but to, to circle around as, as far as with the confusion, you know, there's a lot of people talking about the Thermion 2s, the Thermion 
two pros, the, the, you know, Helion pros. There's a lot of people out there that just, you know, are confused and rightfully so I, I can <laughs> sometimes I've got to ask you, I was like, okay, what is this? What's coming out? What are <laughs> no, we getting? You know, the, the um, names are starting to run together. Well, I'll tell you what, just, well, yeah. let me explain that in a minute. I, I, let me go over. I can explain the difference yeah. in this and, and the original Thermion. Um, if you want me to, all right, you can wait till roll with it. With yeah. Specs. Yeah. There'll be good segue into the specs. Yeah. Oh, you want me to go into it now? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, so let's do this. Thermion, we're going to call the Thermion 1, okay, even though that's really not what it's called. It's just called yeah. the, the Thermion. But for, for this discussion, the original Thermion or the Thermion 1, uh, as we'll now call it, it is, uh, and we're going to specifically talk about the XP model. There is also a Thermion 2 XQ38, XQ50. That's something we'll talk about on you know later episode. This is the Thermion 2 XP 50. Mm. So just imagine if you know anything about the Thermions, uh, just imagine your Thermion one original XP 50. We have taken it and or we, they have taken it and they have added a slightly larger lens. Okay. This looks a little bit different out here. It's a little bit bigger in diameter. Uh, in the past, the XP50 had a 42 millimeter objective lens, and now it has a true 50 millimeter objective lens. It is an improved lens. It is a faster lens, which just means it's a higher quality lens. And it has a upgraded thermal sensor. All right. So it's still 640 by 480. It's still 17 microns. It's still the, the same brand of sensor made by ULIS, all these things. But what it is, is just an upgrade. It's an incremental upgrade. It is a 20 or less than 25 millikelvin uh, thermal sensor, which we talked about last week's show. We talked about mm -hmm. microns, millikelvins, and resolution. So if you don't know what that means, go back and watch episode 159. We'll give you some explanation there of what's going on with all those, uh, those names and numbers. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, all you need to know is the Thermion 2 XP50 is the replacement for the original Thermion. It's got a slightly larger lens and an upgraded thermal sensor, which just gives you a little better image quality. And how much better? Well, you got to watch the show to find that out. Well, That's I'm right. That right here. That is right. <laughs> so we are going to be rolling some clips of this. I don't, there, there is some side-by-side -side video. You don't see a lot of it. We actually, we're going to be rolling side-by-side uh, -side video if you're listening on audio only version hop on over to youtube when you stop driving or when you can because we got side-by-side -side of uh the the thermion you call it the thermion one we call it the gen one <laughs> that, Gen one. that'll gen get one. more confusion yeah i know right <laughs> the thermion xp50 side-by-side uh, -side with the thermion 2 xp50 and uh, we'll get into where we can see the differences but let's roll right into the specs i appreciate that description because there is a lot of confusion questions and ask uh people asking but we will we're here to, here to help that's why we're here and so the price and let me on say the, one quick thing just yeah. so we even know so if, if you are confused about this much all you got to know is the current model is the thermion 2 xp50 the original thermion is discontinued so right. it, so the, the point is it's not like well i get to choose Right. It's it's this is a replacement. It's the exact same price yeah. as the original, and the original is gone. So if you're gonna buy a new one, this is the one you're gonna be looking at. Yeah, we get into that later if you want. But the fact that okay. Pulsar makes these improvements, 
uh, and they they keep their prices steady. Um, right. It's a great thing, and, and they've done it not just on this model, but several other models in the past as well, with transitioning from the Trail model to the Thermion XMs to the 30, Thermion XQs. Um, you know, they keep those prices pretty steady, even though there's some pretty uh, uh, pretty good enhancements and and changes right. to them. So. Uh, Kudos to them for that. So the price, Thermion 2 XP50, you probably guess it. It's the same as the Thermion XP50 at $4,999.97. Led with the price this time because either we put it at the end or sometimes we don't even include it at all. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, so we put it at the very beginning just to make sure we got it. I've got all these written down, Jason, because I I can't memorize this stuff like you. I've got We're working on too many things. But it's a 640 by 480 uh, thermal core resolution. It's a 1.0 f-stop Germanian lens. Um, If you're camera people, you know what f-stop is, 1.0. If you don't, I mean, it really, like Jason said, it does what has to do with the quality of the image. That Germanian lens is, uh, you know, very high quality. It's IPX7 rating, so it's submersible to three three feet for 30 minutes. Um, the base magnification on it starts at two power, goes up to 16 power. Uh, it is digital zoom. The detection range is 1800 yards. Uh, like Jason said, it has the minus 25 NETD, uh, new improved thermal sensor on it. So again, if you have questions on that, did a whole show, uh, and I read the comments. Not everybody was completely bored by our scientific show last week, episode 159 <laughs> of Resolution in Millic Ovens. <laughs> Uh, it is rate. A lot of people ask this, and that, this is very important. Uh, what's it rated up to as far as recoil? It is mm-hmm. rated up to a 375 H and H caliber and a 12 gauge shotgun. A lot more people out there uh, thermal hunting with shotguns for reasons that may depend on the laws of where you're at, where you're hunting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that there's people that hunt um, that have access to hunt on like military bases, but you can't use rifle. You can mm-hmm. only use shotgun. So right. uh, it is rated for 12 gauge shotgun. Um, it it will mount with any uh, mount that fits a 30 millimeter tube. So that's a very common size, uh, you know, provides for a lot of different flexible mounting options. But I know Jason's going to share with you the mount that we use and what we like to use. Uh, multiple color palettes, multiple uh, reticle options and colors, multiple uh, zeroing profiles. It does have picture-in-picture display. I'm a huge fan of picture-in-picture display. I coyote hunt a lot. Um, that is a tool that I use all the time, uh, and, and love it, uh, rechargeable batteries and the, you know, it's got the internal battery and it's got an external battery on top that you can remove by a turret. The internal battery is not removable. The external battery is removable. I know we've done tests on this in different conditions. Um, you know, the range that we're getting on battery life, sometimes anywhere from four to six hours, depending on the temperature outside. Um, but we've done quite a bit of testing over the last couple years on these batteries and the batteries uh, are unchanged. Um, internal video and audio recording. So it does record audio uh, and it has a full color HD AMOLED, AMOLED display and it is Wi-Fi capable with the Stream Vision app. So I do not think that I left anything out. or I, I don't either. I think yeah. it was very good. I think you did Thank a good you. good list there. Very Thank good, you. very good. Well, All right. um, Go ahead. that's a lot of specs, but the meat and potatoes is, what does it look like? For those that don't know, what is a Thermion, and what makes it more unique than the other thermo- thermoscope out there? 
Sure. So I want to talk about this real quick. And folks, if, if you've you know seen a lot of reviews that we've done on Thermions, there's been a lot of Thermions uh, hit the market since 2019. And we've done a lot of reviews on them. But I want to, I'm going to do a walk around on this, kind of show you that, you know, the, the way it's laid out. If you've already seen one of the reviews or you want to throw me on, you're just like, well, this is old news, but, but there's a lot of people have, have never seen one. So I'm going to kind of go over and explain. We're going to start at the front. One thing that is different on this optic as compared to other Thermions. The Thermion 2 has a flip-up spring-loaded lens cap. In the pr past, you just kind of pressed it, it locked in. This, it's got a little place you press right here, and boom, it pops open. You probably saw that here. Again, I'm showing this on here. You just press it, and it pops open. I told Hans on the phone, I'm having trouble because I've used Thermions for so long, and I'm not used to pressing in. I'm just used to popping it open. And I'm like pressing. I'm like, oh yeah, I gotta gotta He's press gonna that. He's gonna end up breaking one. I'm gonna right now. <laughs> basically, I'm gonna break one. I really do like that. So that that's that. Then right here again, uh, this is a a rubberized um, focus ring. Uh, you know, grab it. It's it's got a lot of grip on it, uh, so you can get that get the scope focused. Moving back uh, on the very top here we have what looks like a scope turret. We pull this off, twist, it comes out, and here is the removable battery. This is the battery that comes with it. It is an APS-2 battery. You're going to be looking at getting somewhere around two hours conservatively out of this battery in normal temperatures. Laying right here inside this this scope tube is a larger, it's a longer APS-3 battery. You're going to get about three hours out of that battery. It's laid inside here. You can't take it out, but it is rechargeable. This battery is removable. And so uh, a couple things I want to speak to here. You can put the larger APS-3 battery here and get about an extra hour of battery life. There is a taller cap that comes with every scope in the bag with it from Pulsar. So you've got what you need if you get the taller batteries. You'll just change this cap out. Uh, one quick thing I want to mention. I get a lot of questions from guys who are like, hey, what happens if this internal battery goes dead? What if I run it dead? What if something happens in a few years and this battery inside of it dies? The scope functions perfectly without this battery charged, even with if this battery was not present for some reason. So the way the battery system works is that the scope always defaults to the top or removable battery if it is present and has power. So what happens is, let's just pretend that this I've got this uh, battery here in the top and it runs dead. The scope is going to switch over to the internal battery. Now I pull this out, I put a new charged battery in, it switches back over to this. So the way that I view the internal battery is kind of like a spare gas can. And it's actually a big gas can, but that's how I use it. I always want to use my top battery first. That's how the scope's set up. And that's the battery that I'm going to replace when it goes dead. But right. if for something ever happens and you run them completely down this internal battery or it dies or whatever, something terrible happens, you put another battery in the top, you're good to go. Also, right here, we're going to take this. Looks like in like a turret. It says XP50. We'll take this cap off. And you can see we have an exposed um, USB uh, port right there. All right. So 
that is where you will charge the internal battery. Now, you can plug in a USB cable that comes with a scope in the wall and you can charge the removable battery and the internal battery at once. That's how I like to do it. I just plug it in, charge both batteries at one time. If you are in cold conditions or hunting for very, very long hours and you don't want to be messing with a bunch of batteries, you can actually run an external USB battery pack. Now, I'm going to tell you something I'm going to do here in a little bit when Hans starts talking, something I've never done on this show. I'm going to actually get up and leave my seat and I'm going to go because right over here on this other desk across the room or on the shelf, I have an external battery pack system that uh, I've actually had made that we are uh, selling on our website for specifically for the Thermions. And I want to show that on this show. We've never shown it on a show. I've never pushed them, but I've got them. They're really cool. Yeah. And I, I want to show that on here and show how it really helps you. But again, yeah. USB battery power right there. So um, stay tuned folks, because Jason's going to knock over every piece of equipment when he gets up <laughs> to go get this battery pack. Exactly it's right. Gonna it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be a, a great, a great professional piece of footage. Also, that is where you will plug in your USB cable when you plug this into your computer to pull your recorded video off. Turning the scope around, what we have on this side is we have a scroll wheel menu button. So, so what happens is, is you will, uh, if you're wanting to, to navigate through the menus, this right here, I know you can't really see it, but this gray button presses in. It's just a real soft press. And that is how you can open up the main menu. And then this right here, again, I know it's hard to see, but this is spinning around. It just makes a little very, very soft clicking sound and you can feel it kind of hitting the notches. And that's how you will run through the different menus and change the different settings inside the scope. Moving on back, I promise we're almost done. You get back here and this is where I think the brilliance of the Thermion really starts to shine. It is so simple, but that's the whole point. Right back here on top of this rear eyepiece, you have three buttons. And I always tell people, this is what makes the scope simple. All right. So you've got three buttons. You've got a power button. That's logical. You've got a zoom button and you've got a record button. Well, on a normal night, my scope is already zeroed. I've already got my brightness and my contrast, everything set the way I want. I've chose my reticle. That's there to stay. But when I go out into the field, there's three things that I'm going to want to do. I'm going to want to turn the power on. And that's also the button you would use if you were manually or semi-automatically calibrating it. But you've got your button for, for power. You've got your zoom. You can also turn on and off picture and picture there and your video recording. I don't know what else you need. I mean, that's all of them right there, and they're so easy to get to. Yeah. Moving back from that, this is your diopter or your eyepiece focus. So whenever you get a thermal scope, you want to take this right here. Uh, you want to focus the screen, all but the text, anything on the screen, to your eye, and uh, then you know, then you want to come up here and focus this. Once this is set for you, you shouldn't have to change it again. Uh, you know, unless someone else picks up your scope and changes it, uh, then you'll go to the front focus. So that is the walk around. And while I've got it and I'm holding it here, 
Uh, it's kind of awkward for me to hold this thing with this uh, mount on it. I've had it on here, but but I, since I've, I've been working around it, I want to show you. This is the American Defense Manufacturing Recon mount that we sell. Now, this one is a custom special mount that American Defense made for Hans and I. It's got the Outdoor Legacy logo and the Late Night Vision logo. It's awesome of them to do that for us. But we do sell these mounts. They do not have these logos on there they do have the outdoor legacy a logo here on the base they've put on them uh, right now again this is uh 2021 may uh, those are 189 dollars these are we've sold hundreds of these mounts these are a legit thermion mount they work for every single thermion original thermion thermion twos uh they are american made high-end mounts, lifetime guarantee. They return to zero if you take them off and on the rifle. Uh, legit mounts. If you're looking for a mount, whether it's a thermal scope or even a daytime scope, whatever it is, American Defense is the way to go, and we do have those mounts at Outdoor Legacy. Yeah, very, very good. So everybody wants to know, how far can you see with it? Well, detection range, like we said, 1,800 yards, so that's a human-sized target. Uh, you should be able to see it 1,800 yards. I'm going to lay it out like this. I'm going to say it in kind of like a when you go to the uh, store or something, you have the good, better, best option. Uh, I, I would say if you are fairly new to thermal hunting, and I'm not going to say day one, but you've, you've done it a couple times, you're getting a thermal scope, you don't do it thermal, thermal hunt that much, but you would consider yourself pretty new. Uh, I would say a conservative ID range is going to be um, probably – uh, 400 yards or so. Um, I think easily. maybe a little bit less if it's bad conditions, yeah. but if you're, you know, somewhat brand new to thermal hunting, if you're, if you find yourself and you say to yourself, um, you know, I'm, I'm not new, but I don't do this quite often. Maybe you hunt a couple times a month, maybe a few times a quarter. Uh, I would say, you know, ID range probably gonna be around 500 yards, maybe give you another yeah. hundred yards worth of ID range. And if you're an expert, uh, like everybody out there on Instagram, 600 yards, <laughs> thousand, probably, 2000 yeah, thousand yards. No, no. Uh, if but, you do it a lot, I, I'd say if this is something you do and this is your hobby, you don't fish, you don't do anything else with thermal hunt. You should probably not have an issue in good conditions. ID in at 600 yards. Um, I'm just going to go out on limb and say that. Yeah. yeah I, brand new, I think it's good. Conditions. Brand new, four to 600 yards. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll say this I, tonight. I was actually using this thing and you know, right now again, it's been wet. We've got ryegrass that is over two foot tall. It is just really tall. And I was out there, I was actually elevated uh, off my back porch, looking down into my pasture in the bottom, about 250 yards. There was something down there. I couldn't tell what it was. And uh, you know, I pulled out several scopes and nothing could see any better than this. And I was like, I cannot tell what it is. And I knew what it probably had to be. I really thought it was a deer. Eventually it raised its head up and it was mm -hmm. a deer. Yeah. So the, the point that I'm trying to make here is there's times there's going to be animals that stump you. You don't know yeah. what it is. They might even fool you, you know, there you get bad conditions or whatever, but uh, the more you hunt, you're going to be able to figure out, you know, uh, you know, is that a coyote running in across that short ground, you know, that, that grazed pasture or plowed ground and I'm running a coyote call. It's probably a coyote. Sometimes it's yeah. a process of elimination. Or but, it's a hog yeah. at 100 yards or 
you think it's a hog at a hundred yards, but it turns out to be an armadillo at 10. I mean, yeah, I've you know, done that before. <laughs> <laughs> it's known to happen yeah. a few times, you know? Yeah, that's right. That's right. So it's, uh, definitely. Well, I agree with you on the ID ranges. I mean, four yeah. or 500 yards, I think just a safe bet. I mean, yeah. you know, there, there's going to be times, like I said, tonight at 250, I was trying to get an ID. As soon as that deer raised its head up, I went, oh, that's deer, obviously. So yeah. sometimes it takes a little bit of work. But another thing that, you know, people have been asking and they always want to know is, who is this scope good for? Mm-hmm. And when we when we ask that question uh, on this show, we try to do that on scope reviews. Who is it good for? You know, people are like, what do you mean? Well, is it good for the guy? Who, and before I even answer that, I, w- I want to go and say, this is a big thing about thermal scopes is their tools. And their mm-hmm. tools, they have specific uh, strong points. And you might be able to, to make them do other things uh, mm-hmm. they may not be quite as good at, but they have a strong point. So a guy who is shooting coons off of a corn feeder at 25 yards, and that's all he's doing most of the time, needs a different scope than a guy who is in North Dakota and is needing to shoot coyotes at 300 yards. Right. That's just two different scopes. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a lot of stuff in between there. And so who is this scope good for? Uh, being that it is a, uh, a two-power base magnification, 640 high resolution, um, I think that it is better suited for hog hunters. I think that a coyote hunter can use it, but he needs to be keeping most of his shots under 200 yards. I think if you're doing a lot of 250, 300-yard shooting, I think if you're doing a lot of 150-yard shooting, this scope is, is, in my opinion, not ideal for you. Can you zoom up and still have a very good image? Absolutely. But the issue is, is that you're going to be zooming up. And as soon as you zoom up, the very first time you get off a two power and you go to four, your resolution cut in half to 320 by 240. You are now using a 320 resolution scope that you paid $5,000 for. Very, very few people are going to shoot over 100 yards at two power. It's just unlikely. So so again, uh, I'm not saying you cannot coyotes with it, but I think this is a hog hunter deluxe or again a guy who's just not gonna be shooting long range viewing long range we've already said four or five hundred yards shouldn't be an issue Uh, but if you know hey really common i'm going to be doing a lot of 150 200 plus yard shooting i think you need to move up to something in the three power magnification range what do you think hans this is a tough one because it's so subjective you know because you'll get people out there that's that have this scope and like man I coyote hunt and shoot coyotes 250 yards all day long. And if if you do, that's fantastic. Um, you're a really good shot. <laughs> so keep at it. Keep doing it. Um, you, I, I think you're exactly right. This if, The first thing that we all have to do as hunters and if we're looking for a scope is really think about our situation. What I consider myself a primarily a hog hunter Uh you know, that does nothing but hog hunt. Do I consider myself primarily or only a coyote hunter? If I live in areas that don't have hogs, am I an occasional hog hunter, but primary coyote hunter, you know, with somebody that lives up North that travels down a few times a year to hog hunt, or am I primarily a hog hunter that occasionally 
coyote hunts, you know? So what percentage back and forth are you going to be hunting hogs or coyotes? Um, and then of that, what are the ranges that you're typically think you're going to shoot at from the areas that you hunt? But I think you're exactly right. Um, this is, I would say primarily a, a hog hunters, um, scope. And if you occasionally coyote hunt, I think this is something um, that you could make work. I, if I was primarily a coyote hunter or somebody that was taking longer shots, I'd probably look at some other options. Um, but, you know, and there's a case to be made. There's a lot of coyote hunters that, uh, to them, base magnification is more important than resolution. And I know that that sure. seems weird uh, to think about because you always think, last week we said resolution is the most important number. But if you you want to buy a scope, I'm going to tell people, you want to buy a scope that you can use almost 100% of the time on the base magnification. That's where you're going to have the, you're going to have the, the best hunting experience, more comfortable, more enjoyable. You want to use that scope where you're rarely magnifying the image is a rarity. So um, you have coyote hunters that will choose higher uh, base magnification and not really focusing a lot on whether it's a 640 or a 384 scope because they figure if they buy a low magnification 640 resolution scope, then they are paying for resolution that they're not going to use because they're always going to have to magnify the image. And that's, that's a smart way to think about it. I mean, that's, there's, there's yep. some truth behind that, you know, and there's a real, uh, there's, um, you know, a big reason why, you know, scopes like the XQ50 at three and a half power are so popular with coyote hunters is because they're choosing magnification over resolution. Now, if you are primarily a, a coyote hunter and three power is more in your range or three and a half or four, you know, there's options in 640 scopes that are higher magnifications. Um, but like Jason said, if you're primarily a hog hunter, occasional coyote hunter, or you know, you coyote hunt, but you're in Kentucky. I get a lot of people in Kentucky that, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that have very, you know, they're like us in East Texas, you know, the coyotes come out out of woods at 50 to a hundred yards. And that's pretty much as long a shot as they get. Uh, but I'll tell you what, and we'll get into our likes and dislikes. You'd be hard pressed to find, uh, a scope at this price with all the features and as good quality as it has. Um, you know, I, this is a really good one at, uh, you know, almost $5,000, but, uh, but yeah, I know that was a long explanation for what you were asking no, was, for, but I think it was, you, no, it was yeah. very, very good. I mean, you, you sum that up. Excellent. I can't agree more. Uh, you, you've, you got to get what works for you. And, and magnification is a very, very big deal. Folks, if you just listen to that and you're like, okay, that all sounds good, but I still don't know what I need. <laughs> That's when you need to, 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 to reach out to Hans or at Outdoor Legacy, and we'll be glad to help you because I, yeah. we, we can walk you through this. It, it, it does sound confusing, uh, and we're probably not the best guys at, at explaining it here you know, on this podcast, but, but uh, we've got a – hey, in our head, we know exactly. If we can talk to you and hear about what you're doing and, and what your conditions and shooting range are, mm -hmm. we can make a good suggestion. So – Go, going on with that, I, I yeah, want to talk about. Go sorry, ahead. One more thing, because yeah. we get a lot of people, daytime hunters, that call up that are wanting to cross over to thermal scope, and they're used to their settings on their daytime scope. So they say, "Well, man, I shoot on twelve power. You know, that's mm -hmm. what I like, and I mm -hmm. shoot, you know, a hundred yards at twelve power." Well, you know, <laughs> you're not going to find a base magnification thermal scope at twelve power. So you know, like yeah. Jason said, if if you are trying to uh, see 
what the crossover between daytime and nighttime optic would be. That's something again, that we can look at and take a look at uh, and walk through because it's hard to draw a lot of comparisons between day and night hunting as it you know pertains yeah. to those scopes. Okay. So I want to get into this because before this is over, I do want to show I've already gotten up Hans. You didn't even know it. And I only dropped one <laughs> or two things. So I do want to go over. I've got this while I'm talking about it. I'm going to fall over. I, no, no I already did drop Man. something over there. I'm going to make a bunch of noise hoping. while we're doing this and, and pull this, pull this thing out. Okay. We'll talk about it in a minute. I want to talk about this scope and our, our likes and dislikes. One thing we haven't even done yet. We haven't even brushed on really what we think about the scope at all. And so now's the time that I want to get into that. Uh, and then uh, kind of closing this uh, in a minute, uh, we will go ahead and, and say, you know, compare this to the original Thermion a little more. And hey, should you upgrade if you've got a Thermion XP50, you know, original. Uh, what I like about this optic, uh, again, uh, making an assumption that, that you've never used a Thermion, uh, I would just have to say overall design of it. Uh, Hans and I are big fans of the Thermion design. We were not originally, we, you know, they, before we ever used one, we're like, oh, I don't know, I like the way it looks. Uh, as soon as we got them, uh, we just fell in love, both of us. The day we zeroed the first Thermion, we were like, oh, yeah, and, and we've been hooked. Oh, yeah. we saw pictures of it, and we, I don't know. I'm not going to repeat everything that we thought, but when we saw it in person and we put our face behind it, mm-hmm. it was, it, you know, I don't want to seem like a big love fest, but it was, it felt it was, like yeah, a glove that you owned for 10 years uh, and you found it yeah. on, on the floorboard under your seat and you put it on and you're like, oh, it, it, man. it was good. Yeah, it was nice. So, yeah, so really, really do like it. Again, I've already talked about kind of going over those things that the, the you know, functions on the outside. I think the ease of use is very good. Mm-hmm. I think if you are concerned with, hey, this is confusing. It's got a bunch of stuff that I don't know about. Uh, I don't know about video recording. I don't want to record, whatever. This is simple. You don't have to worry about that. You get the scope set up. You get it zeroed. You don't ever have to go back into the the you know main menu uh, if you don't want to. Again, the the simple buttons, mm-hmm. you know, for a normal night of turning it off and on are right there. Image quality is outstanding. I'm hoping that by you know Hans has showed some video here uh, from these scopes uh, while we've been talking and the the sharpness, the clarity, the detail in the background images, in the foreground and the grass, the trees, the limbs, the leaves, very, very sharp. The the edges of the animals. Mm -hmm. uh, This is where I think we're seeing the benefits of this uh, Mm -hmm. better, faster lens, as well as this sub 25 millikelvin thermal sensor on the NETD rating. It, it's a excellent image quality i mean it, it is uh i mean i can't just keep going yeah, on, and on but it is are, outstanding yeah you and i sometimes we're we're pretty skeptical as it pertains Correct. to you know differences and you know when they make minor changes or like okay but is it noticeable you know is that's it something right that you're going to turn it on or look through uh, each of these scopes and, and see clearly. And and like Jason said, and you see the videos that we rolled the side by side, you will see more detail in background objects. So mm-hmm. trees or, or whatever in this background, you'll, they'll see more details in that. Um, and then you, the edges of the animal, 
um, are going to be sharper. Uh, so around the animal, those lines are going to be more distinct, more clear. Um, in the video we show, uh, it, it, I told Jason, I was like, man, it almost makes it look like we don't have the regular XP50 focused well enough. That's right. Because mm-hmm. the, the Thermion 2 XP50 is so sharp. Mm-hmm. I promise you, <laughs> we've, we focused both of them properly. Um, you know, we, uh, they were definitely both focused. And, you know, the thing, you and I loved the Thermion XP50, the, the regular one. We loved it and never thought anything of it. But when you put the two scopes up and the two videos side by side, it is noticeable the difference in the picture quality um, yeah. as far as, you know, the sharpness and the detail of the image with that sensor. You know, that sensor is just picking up. It's more sensitive to heat signatures and, and is, you know, um, picking up more uh, than the mm-hmm. last sensor was going to be able to pick up to put it as well as I can understand it. I, I'm not Bill Nye the science guy, like, uh, like my buddy over here, but no, 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 not me. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it's picking up more heat signature, more detail. And, um, you know, that side by side video just, just shows you that you can see. And the difference is very noticeable. Yeah, it, it is. So the, this is one of those upgrades. Han said it, you know, and we've even, We've gone on the record and uh, some of the other, you know, scopes that have been upgraded, even some of the Pulsar mm-hmm. products where we said, hey, you know what? It may be a little bit better. We can barely see it, but it didn't cost any more. So here it is. You know, it's like, what? what's it matter? It didn't hurt anything. Right. Um, this is one of those where it is noticeable. It is, uh, you, you put it side by side. And uh, if you put a hundred people behind it, you know, 99 of them are going to see the difference that other, you know, one guy, you always got to, you know, there's a Democrat somewhere that can't see it, but <laughs> no, but so seriously, it's, uh, uh, it's there. I mean, it's, it's not something that somebody's got to educate you and go, okay, you see the difference here. Look here, look there. I think you'd see it side by side. So mm-hmm. really impressed with that. And then I, Again, I know we were going to talk about our, our, our dislikes, but let's hold that for one quick second. Let's go ahead and compare this to the original Thermion and the, the answer the question of, hey, should you upgrade? So I, I think we've kind of already alluded to it. You know, you are going to see that sharper, crisper image, a little more detail in the animals, the background. But what I'm already getting the phone calls about is, hey, I've got the Thermion XP50. Should I go out and sell that and buy this? Is it worth and I say the upgrade in a way, it's not an upgrade. I mean, it's the exact same price, but yeah. if you've already got that one, you're going to have to sell it. You know, you're not going to sell it for full price. You're going to take right. a hit on it. Then you're going to come buy this one at full price. Is it worth it? And I'm going to put that question to you and let you answer. <laughs> what What would wow. you say to that, Hans? I, I, hey, I have hey, an I answer, up, but I want to see I what came you up say. With the show notes, and that was not on my show notes. You well, let you know, it's there, <laughs> way off the rails. Creative Man. license. <laughs> yeah, gosh, that's the last time I give you any power in, in going exactly. with the show. So, exactly. You know, that is the million dollar question that um, to people it does seem like an upgrade because it's been hyped up to be an upgrade. Uh, with the new sensor and there it is. I mean, it is an upgrade in the picture quality. There's no doubt about it. Uh, we talked about uh, how uh, that it is noticeable when you see the two picture images. Well, I'll say it as plainly, as clearly as possible. Um, there is a difference in picture quality. Of these two scopes. Um, I do. Well, I know that the Thermion two will not make you shoot 
any more hogs or coyotes than you already are shooting with your regular Thermion XP50. It might look better mm-hmm. while you're doing mm-hmm. it a little bit, you know, a little bit more mm-hmm. detail. So if you're out there and you're creating video and and you're putting content together and you want the best out there, then yeah, it's going to look better on video. So you, you might want to take that. But, you know, is it going to help you be more effective out in the field? It's hard to make a case for that. It really is. As much yeah, as I love I this scope, as much as I, I've, I you but, and I've been but a I huge would make that case if we compared this to a you know seven eight nine thousand dollar scope. I mean, yes, we, we've we've said exactly. that a long time. I mean, how exactly. much? How many more animals are you going to kill if you get the highest end, nicest thermal optic on the market? Yeah. And if we're talking about shooting them within two or three hundred yards, I don't know that you're going to kill a single one more. I mean, you're going to have yeah. a better image. I mean, exactly. it's a different experience, but I, yeah. I think, yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, it, we get to a point with these scopes that um, it's not about how effective you can be with certain scopes. It's mm-hmm. just how good do you want it to look when you look through the eyepiece? And we're splitting and, uh, hairs, and all to these be scopes, honest with yeah, you. Yeah, all these scopes. I'm going to tell you, all of these scopes in the 640 range, every single one of them look fantastic. Uh, the they the brands do. that we sell. <laughs> if they, there's a brand do. out there we're not selling, it's a 640 scope. There's probably a reason why we're not selling it, but... In the brands that we sell, you know, the Pulsars, the Envision, the IRA, um, you know, there's some other brands that I think Trigicon, are coming out with the 640 yeah. pretty soon. Um, yeah, Trigicon's got you know, but, but Yeah, but but you're right. All of those, uh, I mean, are, I think we're splitting hairs on, on how you good, are, yeah. you know, these you look things through those are. scopes, but, you're like, man, that's this is amazing. It's 640, but so, I mean, that's just the, the standard now. So my opinion of should you upgrade, this is what, you know, I talked to two or three guys today on the phone about it. And my answer is this. If you got an XP50, you're perfectly happy with it. You weren't thinking about upgrading, then don't upgrade. Keep it. If you're one of those guys who's just going to run his scope until the wheels fall off, you know, it's like just drive my truck till you know, it blows up. Mm-hmm. Don't get rid of it. It's not that kind of an improvement. However, there, there is a, a large section of guys uh, in the thermal industry or hunters or, or say, you know, thermal uh, world who they like to they like to upgrade. They like to keep a scope for one year, two year, you know, maybe three years before the warranty runs out, uh, sell it and, and upgrade. So it's kind of like the guy who keeps his truck to some people keep them to 30,000. Some people keep them to 60. Some guys run them to 100. And then the rest just run them forever. And, you know, I don't know where you fall into that. So if you're somebody that's like, man, you know what? I've had my thermion on for a year now, year and a half. I wouldn't mind upgrading. There's still a lot of value in my original. If I could get rid of that, roll into this, mm-hmm. you know, without too much more money out of pocket, then that's a good option. Then I would say, yes, it is worth that upgrade. Uh, but, I mean, just if, if you're ready to kind of make that move, but if you're perfectly happy and until you watch this show, you weren't even thinking about upgrading, yeah. no. Because yeah. because what I believe is this. I believe that a guy that's sitting there right now that says, yeah, man, I hadn't thought about it, but I could sell mine and get this new one. I think he's going to go to all that trouble. He's going to sell his scope used. He's going to take a hit on it. He's going to buy the new one. He's going to be like a kid in a candy store. He's going to get it out of the box and he's going to go, well, it's better, but you know, yeah, I mean, exactly. I was hoping for he's he's going to built it up in his mind of just how amazing it's going to be, and so you know what I'm getting at. I mean, yeah. I just think that if you're looking to upgrade, yes, it's absolutely worth the upgrade. Mm-hmm. But if you're just happy and plan on keeping the scope for you know whatever indefinitely, 
But no, I mean, I don't think there's any reason to to run out and buy a new one, but it is a, a very good scope. Now, let's talk about real quick, talk about all the things we like. Um, what do we not like about it? Is there anything, if we could just change, we, we wouldn't have? You know, um, it w one thing I think is uh, is the battery setup, and we've we've talked about it before, but I think it's worth mentioning again. Um, you know, the the fact that it does have an internal battery, the fact that you know it's a two battery setup, um, it concerns people sometimes with that internal battery. It, you and I have never really been concerned about it. Um, you know, we. But I understand for, the concern. I understand I mean, the concern yeah. uh, absolutely. Battery, it's a touchy subject for a lot of people because there's. You get some people out there that don't want rechargeable batteries at all. They they love their CR123s, and that's all they want. And you got some that, mm -hmm. you know, internal batteries, non-removable concern them. You got some that they think non-removable batteries are are the best and the bee's knees and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, the battery setup, I think, has always been something that um, wasn't our favorite. Uh, we, you know, preferred that, you know, the trail one you know, the big removable battery on the trail units before the Thermions came out. And that's what we liked. Um, so, you know, that being one of the issues, I, I, you know, other than that, I can't think of anything. I mean, this is, I'm sitting I'll here. If anybody's thing. watching this, go ahead, please. I'll, I'll say one more thing too. Um, you, I don't know if all of y'all have noticed it out there, but bolt action rifles, the popularity are starting to come back. There are more and more people now, and these are AR owners. I'm I'm an AR owner, mm -hmm. had them hunting with them forever, but I've started to pick up some bolt action rifles and hunt with them. A lot of other people, I don't know what's causing this kind of, you know, nostalgic phase we're going in where people are going back to these older bolt action rifles or new customized bolt action rifles, but this thing is perfect for that. And, uh, you know, that's one of the things that, that I love about it uh, is that, being able to mount it on a bolt action rifle and hunt with it. But as far as the, the, the dislikes, um, I like the way that it looks, but there's some people that are out there that don't like the way that the Thermion looks to them. It does right. not look like a thermal scope should, you know what I mean? Uh -huh. So, yeah, uh, I, I, I wouldn't I say think, that is a, mean, a dislike of mine, but there are a lot of people mine, out there that see it as a dislike. I've been sitting here, literally, if y'all were watching, I was looking down this whole time. I was looking at this scope, and I kept thinking like, okay, yeah, I mean, I don't mind the batteries. I wish it didn't have an internal battery. I agree with everything Hans said. I'm like, okay, what else do I not like about the scope? I mean, what, or what, I'm looking for something to nitpick, mm -hmm. but I don't know what it is. I mean, I, I don't want to say this is a perfect scope by any means. I don't think there's a, such a thing, but... Gosh, we like the design, the Thermion design, the internal battery. Again, it's something that you know we can live with. I don't know. I mean, image quality, uh, I'm all about the two-power magnification. I've already told you the function, the fit, the finish. I mean, this is a high-end, very nice, well-built, European-made thermal optic. I don't know what there is not to like. So uh, I, I really, it's, really a big fan. It's, of one of the, it's one of the least expensive 640 resolution scopes that I can think of right now on the market, but oh, absolutely. it's one, it's one of our favorites and it's one of the best as far as I, I'm dollar tell you for this, the money, this, value for the money. Yes. Jason and I have been huge fans of the XP 50 back to the trail days. It is on our rifles right now. We are yep. huge XP 50 fans and you know, for the money, this, golly, it's just this scope holds it its own against scopes that are a lot 
more money than it mm -hmm. is. It holds its own very well. Mm -hmm. Hey, real quick, folks, before we run out of time, I want to show you this battery system because this is, again, uh, guys, if, if you're hunting down here in the south and, you know, you're going out for two, three, four hours, whatever, probably not a big deal for you. Guys that are in cold weather, this could be a big deal. So I want to show you this. This has been one of the complaints with running an external battery. You pull off this cap. You stick in your USB cable, and it sticks out the side. Even if you put a right angle, it sticks here, and you're just waiting to bump it and break that off. So what we've got is, in our kit, it comes with these magnetic USBs. So look, this is connectors. There's actually three of them in here in case you ever lose one, but they're little bitty. They're magnetic. And what they do is you stick this right in here, if I can see it while we're doing mm -hmm. this on camera. Yeah, those things you are, stick this, I mean, they're little bitty. Yeah. You stick it in, you get in this kit a new cap that has been made specifically for this and it's got a hole drilled in it. So right now, now you're back to your, you know, you got your waterproofing there. You don't have to worry about that. Looks good. So now you've got this little magnetic USB uh, that would normally be your, your female, but it's, it's sitting right there. Now you get this cable with it. This is not just a normal magnetic USB cable. What's unique about this is that this, hope you can see this, this swivels 180 degrees, okay? So now you're going to just put this right here. It locks right in. And I'm trying to find a good way to show this. But because it swivels like this and because it's magnetic, it swivels 360 mm -hmm. degrees that way yeah. and any other way. This is brilliant. So now if you got this and let's just say that you're in the brush, you're in the thick stuff, something happens and you snag it, it's magnetic. It comes yeah, right off. Absolutely. Yes, you lost the power. But no, you didn't rip anything out of there. You didn't bend anything in there. I mean, th this is a strong magnet, yeah. okay? I've seen I mean, people this is... break off the yep. USB plug inside of the yep. of the plug on the scope. So, yeah, that's, yep. that's a really cool design. It, and, and it a, is a great yeah. design. And it's it's super quick. I mean, if you want to take it off, if you're, if, you know, you're not using it anymore, right there, uh, I'm already back. That's all it takes. We sell that as a kit with three of these magnetic females, mm -hmm. this swivel uh, cord, the replacement cap, a battery pack, uh, 10,000 milliamp battery pack that will run this scope for all night long, multiple nights, and a, a custom a buttstock pouch that will you know connect up onto your rifle or your forearm or whatever. We've got the whole kit available at Outdoor Legacy. Let me give you, see what the name of it is because it's some, somebody asked me the other day, they said, what do you call it? Uh, we call it an external power kit, uh, Pulsar Thermion Digex Rifle Scope. So just Man. search for uh, Pulsar External Power on our yeah. website and you'll find that whole kit there. Yeah. If you got questions about it, feel free to drop us an email. But so folks, this is the review of the Thermion 2 XP50 and um, it's a win. It's a big win. And it, Han said something that's very important. We only keep, you know, one, two, three at the most, but normally two scopes that we'll continue to use when we're not testing other stuff. And we're changing scopes like we change socks and underwear. Okay. We're always testing. But when, 
the the demo scopes that we're testing, you know, when they come off the rifle and it goes back to what we want, what we choose on our rifles uh, that we're going to go hunting just by choice. Um, I can tell you both of us have chose this scope. I mean, right now, this is on there. This is going to stay on my rifle. I've got this and another scope picked out. We'll talk about that other scope uh, later on. But this is uh, my main choice of of thermal rifle scope right now. And just, I plan on leaving it on there. I am super excited about yeah. it. So that is my two cents. All righty. Well, if you're interested in purchasing the Pulsar Thermion 2 XP50, call Jason at 877-350-1818. Uh, be sure to tell Michaela Hine that we sent you over there. So again, 877-350-1818. The website, OutdoorLegacyGear.com. OutdoorLegacyGear.com is you can find all the thermal scopes, night vision scopes, anything you want. Uh, the external battery pack deal that Jason was talking about, all on there. He told you how to find it. Uh, that is not a Pulsar product, so it's not something you're going to find through That's Pulsar. Right. That's something you're going to only find through us. So um, if you want to find out more about how to find uh, Jason, it's pretty easy to do. All you got to go is pretty much any social media platform and type in outdoor legacy gear. <laughs> and when I say any, I mean, Instagram, uh, YouTube, Facebook. Uh, those are the ones that he's perusing on sometimes when he's not on the hunting forums. Uh, you can find me over at Instagram and on YouTube at Hans ETX. That's Hans East Texas uh, on Instagram. Post a lot over there doing review videos on YouTube um, I will be doing a full hunting video and review of the Thermion 2 XP50 very soon. I'm putting all those hunting videos in the can uh, as we speak. But I um, hope you enjoyed the video today with some of the live uh, video that we were able to get through the scope. We'll con continue to do stuff like that. Uh, but as far as the show, if you want to find any of the past episodes, you can do so on thelatenightvisionshow.com. We appreciate you watching. We appreciate you listening on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, all the podcast apps as well. That is a wrap, folks. Thanks for watching this review. Uh, checks back, check back with us next week. We'll have a, another great episode for you. We're here every week, good Lord willing, and we hope to see you again then. So between now and then, y'all stay safe in the fields and keep making those bacon pancakes. <laughs>